stories, teachings, and guidance. Welcome to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast with your host, Rebecca Rankin. Welcome back to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast. I am so excited for our episode today because we have a very special guest, Angela Christian, who is a conscious CFO and manifestation expert. Welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So Angela, you are a manifestation expert. Can you first, uh, just to, I feel like manifesting is this buzzword. A lot of us, maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe some of us are just dipping the toe uh, into the pool of manifesting. Can you define for us, like, what is your definition of manifesting? Sure. So mine, it sounds a little bit wordy, but I'll, I'll break it down a little bit. So my personal definition is aligning your mind, body, and spirit in order to create the life that you want by embodying a desire and transmuting it into a reality. Um, so the mind part of that is subconscious beliefs and like your self-identity, your self-esteem, all of that. Um, your body means actions, results, and then your spirit is the higher consciousness and then the vibration and frequency within which collaborates with the universe. So that's, that is the long kind of winded definition. (laughs) I love it. For those of us who are familiar with manifestation, I feel like we we hear a lot of it in terms of the laws, uh, the law of attraction. Now, can you explain just a little bit about what is the, the law of attraction and does that actually work? Sure. So yes, like we've, I think the secret, which I'm very grateful, you know, kind of pushed manifestation into the spotlight, but it was very focused on the law of attraction, which is just one of the 12 universal laws that really govern how we manifest. So the law of attraction on a simple level is just that what we um, what we think about or focus on or vibrate, we attract back. Um, and so basically the way I like to tell people is you can, the law of attraction is always working. You're either attracting what you want or you're repelling what you desire. And that is because on a conscious level, we might think, okay, I want to be a millionaire. But then on a subconscious level, you might have a lot of um, financial blocks from the way that your parents talked about money or the way that money was looked at. Maybe you're, you know, my mom always said uh, money is the root of all evil, like stuff like that. That really gets programmed into you as a child. And so if you're, if you have these subconscious blocks that don't support Uh, wanting to be a millionaire and wealthy, and this is just one aspect of it, but um, you cannot have conflicting ideas in your head and then attract that. And so um, in order, and the conscious mind, you know, only uh, is it's logic where the subconscious mind is emotions and emotion almost always wins over logic. So really understanding that is key. Um, And we are biomagnetic being. So we have energy, it's frequency, it's all about upgrading our energy so that, you know, we start embodying what we want to call in. And then it just becomes like a a domino effect and it will start coming in. But if we are fearful or have any fearful thoughts about what we desire, we're going to be attracting um, things that we don't want. So it's a little bit more complex, I feel, than most people get into. And so 
I like to teach people more about the law of resonance, which is all about embodying the energy of what you want to call in. And so you mentioned like embodying that, like what would be an example of embodying that, that, that frequency, that resonance? Sure. So for example, um, and I went through this myself, that's why I feel comfortable teaching it now is, you know, I used to be scared to check my bank account and then I would be trying to manifest all this money But money is just energy as well. So you have to look at your relationship with money. Do you fear it? Do you get mad at it when it's not there for you? Um, And then really embody what it would feel like to have the money that you want, because it's not really about the paper money. It's about the feeling you think it's going to bring to you. So um, it might feel like freedom. It might feel like peace or bliss. And just embody that feeling now. And so what I do every day, even if it's just for five minutes, is I think about, you know, um, myself in the life that I'm calling in um, and how it feels. And I just imagine myself feeling really at ease. I hear my kids playing, you know, in the back of our new house, like just really getting in there, feeling the emotions and then vibrating at that frequency. Um, Once you start embodying that feeling it starts planting the seeds for it to actually become a reality. And I, and I love that that embodying practice. And you, and you mentioned just to take a couple steps back that a lot of us are familiar with the idea of the the laws of attraction kind of popularized by the the secret. And you mentioned that there are actually 12 different avenues to work with manifestation. Can you just enlighten us a little bit? You don't have to necessarily go into all of them, but just enlighten us into different avenues that we can explore to really step into our manifesting powers. Sure. Yes. And I go into this in detail in my book, but I'll just share a few of the ones um, that I feel like, like are the most important. So I already mentioned the law of resonance and then, of course, law of attraction. So those are two laws. There's also the law of oneness, which reminds us that we are all one. We are all connected. Um, any negative thoughts that you're thinking about someone else or gossiping, um, it's basically like you're doing it to yourself because energetically you are and remember what you're putting out, you're going to attract back. So I always like to remind people of that because it's easy to get caught up in, you know, some people connect over gossip and stuff, but I would recommend looking at other ways. You know, I I still catch myself sometimes doing that. So law of oneness and that we're also one with creator universe, whatever, you know, you like to call it. Um, then there's law of action, which, um, It's basically about inspired action without taking some kind of inspired action. Even if it's really small, um, then it's really hard to manifest your dreams. And a lot of spiritual teachers forget to teach this piece and it's, they teach more about visualization or journaling, but you, you actually do need to take some type of physical action, um, towards your dreams. It doesn't have to be like perfect, just, you know, directionally correct. Um, and then the other one I would say is, law of cause and effect. Um, So I had a spiritual teacher who really taught us about living at cause, which means creating the life that you want rather than living at effect, which is just basically living a default life and kind of dealing with the consequences as they come. Um, So, and that just kind of helps you have more power and realize that if you're not happy with your current life, you do have the power to shift and 
our external world is just a reflection of our internal world. And it's, you know, it takes some time. You can't just internal internally think I'm a millionaire and then expect that to happen um, all at once, which is, I'll just mention this one last law, um, the law of uh, rhythm, which basically means that we're always in cycles. So you'll like this one. I'm sure you've heard of this one. We're always in cycles and um, sometimes you're planting the seeds and then waiting for the harvest of your business or whatever it is. Um, And just kind of knowing that life comes in cycles and seasons um, can help you prepare for those ups and downs. And that way you don't get so caught up if you're in what I like to call winter and you're maybe not you know, um, feeling super inspired to put out a bunch of content and just go, go, go. We also need that time to rest um, because then that will help us be prepared when we're ready to start planting the seeds and harvesting again. I love that. I love all those that you shared. You know, of course, I'm like, yes, the the idea of the the cyclical aspect of our lives. And it is a good reminder, right? We're, we're A, not meant to be perpetually productive. And when we are in those seasons of rest, like that is still product, like productivity is still happening, right? Just a different way. Like you need rest in order to flourish. You need to replenish yourself, nourish yourself and, you know, wait for those things that you planted to, to sprout forward. And I loved the law of action. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that gets diluted in the manifestation uh, is that you like, if you think it, it will happen. It's like, well, taking the tiny step to start the momentum, roll you in that, that direction, you know, you're not just going to sit and meditate and think I will be a millionaire and expect things to happen. There needs to be an initial, initial catalyst, right? If you will. And the oneness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. That is, if we all knew how connected we were with each other, then we probably wouldn't be doing, you know, saying the harsh things. And it's uh, it's a lesson for all of us to, to just reflect back to ourselves that we are connected and what you put out comes back to you. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Now, what do you feel typically stands in the way of, of us manifesting our great desires? What is like the biggest roadblock? Sure. So I feel from my personal experience and just what I've seen, I feel like the biggest roadblock is, um, especially when it comes to money, for example, is for people, um, when you tell them, you know, don't worry about the money, feel embody the feeling now. It's really hard for people to do that when they have like $6 in their bank account or something. Um, so just understanding like your internal world will reflect in your external world and that it takes time. Also, um, that we grew up with all of these ideas about money. And I talk about money a lot because that's the most, the biggest issue I find with my clients and students, but it also, this can extend to health and relationships and everything. But, um, is that we were taught, you know, you have to work really hard for money. You, um, just all of these things about money and that we just connect work and money. It's like in the same box. And what I recommend is really separating out, put money in one box, work in the other and understand money comes from the universe. Sure. It might come from people, but um, money doesn't necessarily always have to come from work. And this is just something it's a, it's a mind shift uh, or mindset shift. Took me a long time to understand this. Um, 
And that when you're in that mentality of go, 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 it's like uh, it's fear and scar- uh, scarcity based. And so that's what you're going to be attracting in. Um, so, and the, the other point I would say is not doing the inner work. That's huge because, um, our conscious mind only controls 5% of our life. Those are the thoughts we're thinking. So we think that's what's in control, but it's not, it's our subconscious, which rules 95% of our life. And that is based on all these programs that were built into us from ages zero to seven. So there's some programs we don't even know are running in the background, like a computer, you know, all these open tabs. Um, until you start doing the inner work and healing them and upgrading them, um, which I've done through hypnosis. And I'm actually, um, in three months, I'll, I will be a certified hypnotherapist as well, because it's had such a huge um, impact on my life. But um, that's just one of the fastest ways. And so by doing that inner work with your subconscious and then also your shadow work, that helps you start um, vibrating at that frequency so that when when stressful things happen, because they're going to, it's not that you have to like stay high vibe all the time, which I don't think humans even can do that. Um, you can experience the emotion and then, you know, work through it and let it go instead of getting so caught up in that emotion. And that's what you're, um, that you're projecting into the world. That's your frequency. And so that is what you're going to attract. So I think those are the biggest hurdles. Absolutely. And you mentioned, Kind of hypnosis as a way that that you work through, you know, do some inner work to work through those blocks. Do you have any other suggestions on on what you prefer, your modalities of of doing the inner work? I know there's there's so many, so I'd love to just hear your take. What you feel is the most potent? Sure. Um, yeah, I feel like hypnosis has been the fastest, but then you can also just start, and this is what I teach people is to just start auditing your thoughts, your emotions, write it down if you need to, and start noticing like, what are the reoccurring thoughts? What are the patterns? Um, If you have a negative thought, try to like trace it back. Where did that come from? You know, Um, and that's what I started doing even before hypnosis. And that really, that awareness and understanding of yourself um, can really start progressing you. And then also just understanding that we have an ego, we have a shadow, it's not the goal to like annihilate it. It's to make peace with it. That's part of you. So you don't want to like completely get rid of it because that's a piece of you. But when you shine the light on it and you start to make peace with it, then you can integrate it into yourself. And that just raises your whole vibration overall. I think that gives people a lot of of room knowing that like, yeah, your, your ego is there and your shadow side is there for a reason, right? For protection, for, for, for a lot of reasons. And it's, and it's not to, to demonize those aspects of ourself at all, right? It's to honor them for, for what they do for us and also not let them control us, right? Not let them have the steering wheel. And like you said, there, there's many ways to, to, to navigate just doing inner work. And you mentioned just by slowing down enough to notice yourself, right? Yeah. Whether it's through journaling or, you know, just doing some self-inquiry, self-exploration of why am I always triggered by this? Or why is this my reaction? And that just takes slowing down and looking within, right? Shining the light within. Going back to, to us really harnessing our, our inner power of, of manifesting, manifesting our desires, what we really want in life. 
what are some daily practices that you suggest people to really incorporate into their daily life to really manifest their desires? Sure. So what I also found at the root of um, blocking is when people have low self-esteem, which might not be obvious, and it wasn't obvious for me actually until um, I went through my divorce and all of that. And I realized, you know what, I actually have pretty low self-esteem and it's hard to vibrate at a higher frequency um, when you're not loving yourself on a really high level. So what I found, um, and this I learned from Louise Hay, is that mirror work is really, really um, an accelerated way of healing. So we received so much criticism uh, by people looking at us in our eyes. So when we do mirror work and we're looking at ourselves, what I recommend doing is saying, I love you uh, to yourself, which might sound might feel funny, but I do it every day morning, afternoon, night, 10 times looking at myself in the mirror saying, I love you. Um, and when you're looking in your own eyes saying that it's a, it's a really fast way to really start loving yourself, um, more. So I do recommend, um, and I think I shared with you, there's a free, uh, worksheet that I provided that has, um, questions about your self-esteem to see if you suffer from low self-esteem and then what you can do. So mirror work is one of the biggest ways that I found um, to start boosting your self-love, your self-esteem, because a lot of those programs are tied, the subconscious programs are tied to our identity and beliefs, which is tied to our self-esteem. So that would be one practice. Um, Another one is the auditing of your thoughts, emotions, and words, um, because those all affect our vibration and our frequency constantly. So when you're auditing those and you catch yourself, um, then you can, you know, fix it, not fix it, but you can choose a different way to say it or reframe. Um, because it all starts with our thoughts that creates an emotion and then we, you know, say things. So when you can start having some more control over your, um, thoughts, then, then that will really help try to change those neural pathways that, you know, if someone triggers you, like my ex always triggered, you know, he was always triggering me. This trench was really deep. So I had to like stop and I had to find tools to help me choose a different path. And then pretty soon that positive pathway will be the deep one and that will be your default. So just starting that, um, being really aware of your thoughts, emotions, and words. And then, um, I every day do a meditation about, you know, 15 minutes. I'd prefer to do longer, but I have three kids. So I try to fit in what I can. Um, Meditation, go within, silence. And then I clear my energy um, through a spiritual practice I was taught. Um, And then I finish with I am statements, writing out, you know, um, I am bliss or whatever it is I'm wanting to call in. Because anything that you say after I am becomes like your destiny. So uh, that's why it's really important also to audit your thoughts, because if you catch yourself saying things like, oh, I'm so clumsy or I'm overweight or whatever, that is what you are directly calling into your life. So those are three practices that could be pretty simple, but could actually have a lot of um, you know positive effect quickly. Those are beautiful practices, like the mirror work, the auditing your thoughts and uh... And the meditation, working with I am, absolutely, that is so potent for that actual purpose of getting yourself out of that rut and into a groove. So the more that we can pause 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, rather than pause and respond, rather than initially just react, we are better able to set ourselves up for for calling in, like I said, calling in what we actually desire less and less of what we're, we're trying to work against. Now, right. in your work, in your line of work, uh, like how do you typically work with clients? What does that look like? Sure. So um, I usually, I have a course that I launch um, every few months, which this one will be launched. My next one will be launched. Um, we'll start in January, but I'll launch it before that. So in this course, it's 12 weeks and there's pre-recorded modules, but then every week um, I'm meeting with them once for Q&A, once for accountability. And I just find like, if you if I just gave this information to someone, I can't be there to help them you know, if they were on their own and it's hard work and I feel like they really need to be supported through it. So um, it's pretty, it's a pretty supportive container. It's 12 weeks to really help change those um, habits and check in. And that's the biggest way I I do some one-on-one work, but um, I mostly do through my course. And then um, I mentioned my books coming out and that teaches almost, you know, a, a huge portion of what I go through in my course, but the course is just um, live and more supportive, I guess, because it's, you know, I'm there with them. This book that's coming out. So by the time that this uh, episode airs, your book will, will be out and available. So uh, tell us a little bit about your book. Sure. So it's called Manifestation Mastery, which is also the name of my course. And it's a blend of um, spirituality, ancient wisdom, and neuroscience, basically, um, that I've learned through the last seven years. I've trained with a lot of, you know, um, spiritual leaders in mysticism, shamanism, um, astrology, and then, you know, I'm becoming a hypnotherapist. And, and then I went to a really amazing energy medicine and energy work school for a long time. So I've kind of just blended all of that and took pieces of like Louise Hay's uh, mirror work, for example, but kind of changed it a little bit. Um, And anything that worked for me, I put in the book. I also explained all of the universal laws, how to start embodying, and each chapter has its own exercise. Um, and then with the book, I'm offering anyone who buys it can get these three free like bonuses, um, which it's changing your love story. Everybody wants to know how to, you know, have better relationships, how to use manifestation for that. And then there's a couple other ones um, for that as well. But but that's like most of it is, you know, manifestation has been such a buzzword and it's like, I want to manifest and I'm just trying to teach people like it's not something you just do. It's something that you really embody and it becomes a new way of life. Absolutely. And I love that. that Manifestation is a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it is, uh, it's something that I know for, for me and, and, and my my partner, we really embrace, right. It is something that, that we kind of get a a kick out of, uh, I'll just share this quick little story because I think it's, it's quite, uh, funny, interesting in that, like, holy smokes, this is, this is real. Uh, just a simple story about manifesting. (laughs) My partner and I, we have a garden and my partner, he was standing out in the garden and he was looking like, I really need this 
he wanted to channel like our rainwater to go over the the garden because there, we have asphalt shingles and he didn't want the ash, asphalt shingle rainwater to get into our vegetable garden. So he's like, I really need this, like a metal channel, kind of shaped like a U, about like six feet long to span the distance of the this of our garden. And he's standing in our garden thinking this. And as he's thinking this, he like a truck drives by and hears this like clang, clang, uh, something falling out of a truck. Didn't think anything of it. Maybe like 20 minutes later, he, you know, is kind of done with that thought and he goes to check the mail and he sees that what has fallen out of the truck is a U-shaped channel. What? The exact distance of the garden, like the exact thing that he was thinking about literally fell out of the truck as what? it drove by. So that gave me the chills. That is, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So that like story of, of manifesting is uh, just, just as an example of like when you can really like tap into that space of like, you know, of pure just resonance, right? Like in his, in my partner's mind, like my husband's mind, there was no reason why that was not going to happen, right? There's no reason for him to believe there's nothing blocking him from manifesting this channel, right? <laughs> right? No, I love it. I love stories like that because it just shows, yeah, when you're not like, that's another thing is like when you desire something and then you're able to like disconnect from it a little bit, it's like, it's so much more powerful. So yeah, it's a great example. Yeah. Angela, I would love for you to share if you have one last maybe piece of advice or one last thing that you want to share with the listeners. Sure. So I would say if you're really interested in understanding more about how manifestation works, there's a great book called The Kabbalion. It's um, K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N, and it's an ancient book. And it's about, it covers seven of the universal laws, but it is uh, like the foundation of true manifestation. It's a little hard to read. I only read one chapter at a time usually. And I like to repeat it because it's, you know, written in an, an older fashion, but, um, that really helped me understand the universal laws better and how to work with them. And I would just say, you know, just keep focusing on your desires and embodying that feeling of what it will be, what it will feel like when you reach that, goal or dream, because that's what's going to help accelerate it and not getting caught up in the, when's it going to happen or setting. I, I don't allow my students to say, I'm going to manifest this in three months. Like that puts way too much pressure on yourself. And then that's coming from kind of like fear and scarcity. So just being really um, aware of your feelings and then um, how you're manifesting. Thank you for that piece of advice and that wisdom. How can our, our listeners find more of Angela Christian? Where can we find you? Sure. So my website is AngelaMarieChristian.com. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm at AngelaMarieChristian. Pretty much everywhere, I'm at AngelaMarieChristian, TikTok, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Wonderful. And I'll be sure to share those in the show notes, as well as that free resource that you have that you had mentioned earlier with the different practices. Yes. And we can all look for your book by the time this comes out. We can look for your book. Can you uh, say the name of the book one more time for all of our listeners? Sure. It's Manifestation Mastery. And I'll send you over 
the link where if they purchase it, they get those three free bonuses as well. So beautiful. And I assume when people find you on your website, we can learn all about the course that's going to be coming up and when to sign up and how to be a part of that community as well. Yes. I'm really excited about the It'll be the third cohort going through. So yes, you'll be able to find that on my website and it's mentioned in the book too. Wonderful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I so appreciate you sharing all of your wisdom around manifestation and you have been such a joy to to have on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. 